the consequences of inaction are enormous environmental degradation pollution that threatens our health economic losses from climate related events and setbacks in our development work welcome back listeners to the new episode of talking climate change with yash negi in this episode i will talk about uttarakhand glacier burst which occurred on 7th february 2021 without wasting time let's begin and let's see what actually happened on sunday the 7th february 2021 according to police in uttarakhand the flood hit around 5:30 gmt which is 11 am local time the torrent of water ice and debris first destroyed the rishi ganga hydroelectric project a small dam of roughly 13.2 megawatt bbc news reported that the impact catapulted water along the dhauli ganga river where it hit the much larger 520 megawatt tapovan vishnugad hydropower construction project 5 km downstream the flood water was first noticed by residents of raini village which sits 3700 km above sea level who filmed videos on their phones the fast flowing flood water swept away bridges road homes and livestock forcing officials to hurriedly evacuate villages along the banks of the Alak- alaknanda and dhauli ganga rivers the district of chamoli in uttarakhand was hit hardest by the dhauli ganga flooding with the village of raini at the center of the event it came very fast there was no time to alert anyone said by sanjay singh rana who lives on the upper reaches of the river in raini village told reuters i felt that even we would be swept away the country's disaster response team has been airlifted in alongside hundreds of soldiers and members of the indo-tibetan border police two and a half thousand people in 13 villages were cut off by the floods but rescuers have now reached all 13 villages and relief working work is underway so when the flood hit 35 people were working in the rishi ganga project and 176 people on the tapovan vishnugad project according to the guardian 171 people have been reported missing and 26 dead mainly construction and dam workers according to a senior government official many nearby resident work at the dhauli ganga plant but as it was a sunday fewer people were at work than on a weekend the associated press reported monday's rescue operation focused on a 2.4 km tunnel beneath the tapovan vishnugad hydropower dam in which 39 workers were believed to be trapped on monday evening at least 18 workers were rescued earlier 12 workers who were building service tunnel were rescued from a smaller tunnel beneath the tapovan vishnugad dam however many more workers are still believed to be trapped in tunnels that have been blocked off with the debris excavators are tunneling through the debris to reach them but many are feared to be dead as no contact has yet been made with anyone in the tunnel many outlets are concerned that this reminiscent of floods in uttarakhand in 2013 when several days of heavy rain washed away villages and killed almost 6000 people a glacier lake burst a cloud burst or an avalanche the impact of climate change or development scientists are not sure what triggered the sudden surge of water near chamoli in uttarakhand sunday morning that briefly raised fears of a repeat of the 2013 disaster in the state 
by evening the prospect of large scale flooding and destruction had receded and as scientists prepared to travel to the site in the high mountains north of chamoli to ascertain the cause of the incident the scenario being most talked about was what glaciologists like to call a glof or glacier lake outburst flood it is a reference to flooding caused downstream due to a breach in a glacier lake glof events are not unusual but their impact depends on the size of the pro glacier lake that burst and location the breach can be caused by several reason in this particular case for instance an avalanche was reported in the region 2 days ago but while glof which is glacier lake outburst flood is being considered to be the most likely trigger for sunday's event there were questions surrounding this possibility we don't know of any big glaciers in this region any avalanche is quite common and there could have been one but an avalanche on its own would not result in an increase in the flow of water in the river the water has to come from a source and as of now we don't know what this source is said by professor hc nanwal a glaciologist at the hemwati nandan bhaugunagarwal university in srinagar uttarakhand videos on social media showed the violent surges of water heading down mountain gorges washing away bridges and what looked like hydro electric structures of one of the dams officials said 35 people had been working on the rishiganga power project closer to the glacier that was swept away and 176 other people on a second project about 3 miles downstream ratan singh rana 855 from the village of reni near the rishiganga project said the water rushed down the mountain around 10:30 am i was sitting on the floor of my house he said i saw black liquid flowing from the nanda devi mountain side down with a lot of noise as if a volcano has had erupted you know and it was only 20 to 25 meters away from us he added we can run uphill about 250 meters and kept on crying and shouting bhago bhago bachao bachao he said using the hindi words for run and save us mr rana said the muddy water swept big boulders and ice downstream his daughter and granddaughter were trapped in the house with mud rubber closing of the main entrance they managed to rescue them from the back of the house we thought that the whole world would drown in the sea said i was thinking that today is the end that we would live this world today by late sunday afternoon it appeared that the worst of the damage from the flooding was over mr rawat the chief minister visited chamoli and posted a video on twitter that indicated the flow of water had slowed he expressed hope that some of his some of the missing people could be rescued local news media reports said 16 people trapped in a tunnel had been rescued so far our special focus is on rescuing the workers trapped in a tunnel he said the surprise is also because of timing a possible reason for the sudden rush of water like a cloud burst is not expected at this time of the year cloud burst would be a rare event during this time of the year it does look like a glacier outburst event right now said professor ap dimri from the school of environmental sciences at jawala nehru university the disaster 
led critics to point fingers at the government for constructing a dam so close to the glacier at a time when the area is so vulnerable to climate change. Uma Bharti, a former Minister for Water Resources and River Development in the government of Prime Minister Narendra Modi, said she had warned against placing a hydroelectric project on the river so close to the Himalayas. This incident, which happened in the Himalayas at Rishiganga, is a matter of both concern and warning. Ms. Bharti said on Twitter, she said she had warned that the Himalayas are a very sensitive area and that is why on gangs and its tributaries these projects should not be constructed. Anil Joshi, an environmentalist who studies the Himalayan region, said the dam that was swept away was built just a few miles from the Nanda Devi Glacier on India's second highest mountain. At this time, a glacier avalanche indicates climate change, Mr. Joshi said, referring to how the episode has occurred during the winter cold. Temperature variation caused the detachment of glacier and that damaged the hydro dam at Rishiganga. Mr. Joshi said he struggled to understand why the government had built the dam so close to the glacier. Now this water is flowing with the cyclonic speed, he said. Shrinking and thinning of glacier is one of the most documented signs of the effects of global warming caused by emissions of greenhouse gases, scientists say. Glacier retreat in mountains around the world has been measured sometimes at a rate of 100 feet or more each year. In the Himalayas, the most glaciated mountain range and home to about 600 billion tons of ice. The rate of retreat has accelerated over the past four decades. Over the long term, there are concerns about what the loss of glaciers will mean for billions of people around the world who rely on them at least in part for water, for drinking, industry and agriculture. But the more acute fear is for the safety of the people who live near them. Ice lost is water released. And in the Himalayas, as elsewhere, some of that water is trapped in lakes. As it runs down mountain sides, damaged by rocky debris, the glaciers leave behind. Worldwide, as more ice has melted, the resulting lakes have increased in number and the total volume of water in them has grown by 50% since 1990. Climate change, we believe with 100% surety, has to be the reason these lakes are forming and increasing, said by Umesh K. Hartashya, who studies glacier hazards at the University of Dayton in Ohio. Glacier lakes are a serious hazard. The debris dam can collapse from the weight of the water or from an earthquake or an avalanche above the lake can send ice and rocking rushing into it. Either way, the result can be a sudden catastrophic burst of water that can wipe out communities and infrastructure in valley downstream. Outburst floods, as they are known, have occurred throughout the history. In Uttarakhand, a 2013 outburst led to flooding destroyed villages and killed several thousand people. Elsewhere on the subcontinent, outburst flood in the mountains in 1929 affected the Indus River nearly 500 miles away. In the Andes in Peru, Glacier-related flooding has killed an estimated 30,000 people since the 1940s. So, what triggered the event? According to ecobusiness.com, in the immediate aftermath of the floods, initial reports suggested that a glacier lake outburst flood, also known as GLOF, was a possible cause of the event. Glacier lakes form behind natural dams created by debris collected at the front of glacier 
and then left behind as a glacier front street feed. As a carbon brief guest post from last year explained, thousands of such lakes around the world are expanding as glaciers melt in response to rising temperatures. If the natural dam breaks, glacial lakes can cause potentially catastrophic outburst floods. According to one study, these floods have become emblematic of a changing mountain cryosphere. The Indian Express, for example, reported that scientists are not sure what triggered the sudden surge of water, but the scenario being most talked about was what glaciologists like to call a GLOF or glacial lake outburst flood. In some cases, media reports suggested that a broken piece of a glacier could be a factor. CNN said part of a Himalayan glacier fell into a river sending a devastating avalanche of water, dust and rocks down a mountain gorge and crashing down a dam. USA Today had a similar line in their reporting, while the Times of India reported that an abrupt snow slide could have been the cause. BBC News, Al Jazeera, CNN and USA Today all mention a glacier burst in their headline, with one expert described as not a thing. The remoteness of the area means no one has a definitive answer so far said by BBC World Service Environment Correspondent Naveen Singh Khadka. However, The Independent reported that experts have also theorized that an initial landslide may have been the cause. This was supported by an American Geophysical Union AGU blog penned by the University of Sheffield's Professor Dave Petley, which pieced together the weekend's events with the help of other experts on Twitter. Using daily satellite imagery, Petley explained that a block of rock with some ice dropped from about 5,006 meters to about 3,008 meters, a fall of almost 2 kilometers before impacting on the valley floor. This will have instantly fragmented to generate a huge rock and ice avalanche which traveled down the glacier. This would have been extremely fast and very energetic, he added. Did climate change play a role? In his blog, Petley describes the landslide as a result of classic progressive failure in a mountain flank. He explains to Carbon Brief, he said and I quote, the archive satellite image clearly shows that the development of fractures over the months leading up to the collapse. Initially, these formed at the upslope extent of the block that collapsed. Over the months, these extended down the flanks. This is a signature of a gradual weakening of the rock. Petley says, adding, I cannot see how this can happen as a consequence of drilling or blasting. Some reports had suggested that querying activity in the area or even a fabled long-lost radioactive device could have contributed to the disaster. There is no evidence on the satellite images of human interference. Petley confirms adding that it is worth noting that the block was 1,800 meters up a near vertical rock face located above a glacier in every remote terrain. However, humans could have had an indirect influence on the event through warming caused by climate change. High mountain rocks are often heavily fractured. These fractures are filled with ice, which glues the rock mass together. Warming is causing this ice to deteriorate, which is weakening the rock masses. As a result, we are seeing more of these big slope collapses. This process is well documented, he adds. For example, a 2012 special report by the Inter 
Governmental Panel on Climate Change IPCC concludes there are high confidence that changes in heat waves glacier retreat and or permafrost degradation will affect high mountain phenomena such as slope instabilities movement of mass and glacier lake outburst flood there is also high confidence that changes in heavy precipitation will affect landslides in some regions while further analysis is needed to fully evaluate the role of climate change in this event previous research has shown that as temperature rises the thawing of permafrost can decrease the stability of slopes and increase the probability of such landslide last week stuart smith co-wrote a carbon brief guest post on his research attributing an expanding glacial lake in the peruvian ants to a human caused climate change another potential cause is a seismic trigger but data here are rather sacred ultimately though what created the actual trigger may re- remain elusive despite the uncertainty around the exact cause of the uttarakhand landslide stuart smith warns that serious flood hazards will continue to develop as himalayan glaciers retreat rapidly the formation of large glacier lakes in the wake of retreating glacier threatens downstream communities with similarly devastating outburst floods in mountain regions around the world including the himalayas of nepal bhutan and tibet unfortunately growing numbers of these flood events are expected as temperature rise and mountain glaciers recede in the days since the flood newspapers in the region have commented on the impacts that development and climate change are having on the area an editorial in the times of india warns that a heavy duty infrastructure push in this ecological sensitive region is taking place without rigorous enough local research it says if mindless construction in an ecological fragile ecosystem was considered a key contributor then and continues to be a subject of much concern the latest himalayan tragedy is also a reminder of how close to home the frontier of climate change and global warming is the danger here is that instead of mitigating the climate change ill conceived projects could end up multiplying the risk and for all of india that lives downstream of the himalayan rivers the editorial says that the flooding was caused by an extreme weather event but that damage was compounded by unchecked construction on the riverbed it also notes that the savage irony that the chamoli village raini that was in the center of sunday's maelstrom was also the cradle of the chipko movement in the 1970s a separate piece in the paper explains that the chipko movement saw villagers in the uttarakhand hills in the 1970s come together to save trees an auditorial in the tribune also notes the irony that rainy the cradle of the chipko movement in the 1970s to save trees was the most severely impacted village the piece states that large hydropower projects are a diverse issue adding that there is a widening mismatch between the need to preserve land and water resources and the development plans put forward by the governments the piece draws a clear link between the 2013 flash flood in uttarakhand and the flood seen on sunday adding if mindless construction in an ecological fragile ecosystem was considered a key contributor then continues to be a subject of much concern the latest himalayan tragedy is also remind of how close to home the frontier of climate change and global warming is on a similar note an editorial in the hindu calls the flood a deadly reminder 
that this fragile geological dynamic region can never be taken for granted and emphasizes Uttarakhand's increasing fragility in the face of environmental shocks. It notes that red flags have been raised repeatedly in Uttarakhand as many hydroelectric projects and dams have been planned and constructed with little concern for earthquake risk. Alarms were raised in particular after the moderate earthquake of 1991 in the area where the Tehri Dam was later built, it notes as an example. The editorial concludes that it will be important to rigorously study the impact of policy on the Himalayas and confine hydro project to those with the least impact while relying more on low impact run of the river power project that need no destructive large dams and reservoirs. An opinion piece in the Hindustan Times by journalist Chetan Chohan also focuses on the residents of Rainy, noting that in May 2019, villagers petitioned against illegal stone quarrying on the Rishi Ganga riverbed, blasting of mountains, and improper muck disposal by contractors engaged for construction of the Rishi Ganga hydel projects. He says that the flood may be nature's way of telling humans that it can strike back when the ecological balance is destroyed. Chahan argues that while the exact cause of the flood is still unclear, there is no doubt that the impact would have been less if more prudent development projects had been carried out in the region. He also says that the climate crisis may have aggravated the situation, noting that according to a recent report by Kathmandu-based International Center for Integrated Mountain Development, 36% of glaciers in the Hindu Kush Himalayan region will be gone by 2100 even if the world sticks to its target of 1.5 degrees Celsius warming. Finally, an editorial in the Nepali Times says that the flood is almost identical to Nepali Seti River flood of 2012, which killed nearly 80 people. The article warns that it is clear that the countries that share the Himalayas from Afghanistan to Burma have to be prepared for more frequent disasters of this type. As of now, there has been no breakthrough because of heavy boulders and muck beyond 100 meters in the tunnel. Rescue workers have so far recovered 35 bodies of which 10 have been identified. They are yet to find bodies of about 169 persons out of the total 204 missing in the last Sunday's disaster. State Director General of Police Ashok Kumar said, the rescue workers are putting in all efforts to clear the muck from the tunnel but are unable to make any progress. We are failing to get beyond 100 meters as the heavy muck inside fills up the area as soon as we clear it. Rescue workers tried to get into the tunnel by drilling inside on Thursday but to no avail. On Thursday, the rescue operation had to be stopped for about half an hour after the water level in Dhauli Ganga River rose to about one and a half feet. Officials said that it was likely that the water level rose due to depositing of sediments upstream, blocking the water flow. A team of rescue workers and experts went to check it on Thursday, but couldn't get a clear picture. They will go again on Friday for a see to know what has happened, said Kumar. Earlier on Thursday, Chief Minister Trivindra Singh Rawat approved the plan of rehabilitating about 50 families from villages of disaster-prone areas in four hill districts, Tehri Garhwal, Chamoli, Uttarkashi, and Bageshwar. He also sanctioned Rs. 15 lakh for installation of earthquake-detecting 
sensors for the operation of earthquake warning system with the help of IIT Roorkee. State Governor B. B. Rani Maurya visited Tabovan to assess the ground situation and rescue work. Later on, Maharashtra Governor Bhagat Koshiyari also flew down to Uttarakhand and met the Chief Minister and other officials to assess the current situation of rescue work. This brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you found it knowledgeable and able to figure it out what happened that day. So the sources I used for making the episode of this podcast was Google and Hindustan Times and ecobusiness.com. Make sure to check that out and leave a feedback. And if you have any doubt or suggestion to improve my future podcast, do let me know in the email ID given below. Thank you so much time listeners for listening to this podcast. It really means a lot to me that you give your valuable time to listen to my podcast. Thank you so very much and I and I will catch you guys up in the next episode of Talking Climate Change with Yashnegi.